What's up, Real Buzzers? Before we start today's show, please go on Facebook and follow us at Real Buzz Takes. Then head to Instagram, follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Then head to Twitter and follow us at Real Buzz Crew. Um, also, please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review. It really does help the podcast out a lot. Also, feel free to send us an email at any time at realbuzztakes at gmail.com. And if you go to anchor.fm backslash realbuzztakes, you can also leave us a voice message, which we will certainly play live in a future episode. All right, let's start the show. Keenan, why are you all shiny? It's Vaseline. Have you never covered yourself in Vaseline? I've got it all over my body. It's down in my boots. I can feel it squishing between my toes. And run the theme. <laughs> This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, player, you know how we do. Pull up a chair, crack open a brew. Review your favorite movies and we keeping it cool. Ridiculous reels and a six pack of both. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. Ridiculous reels and a six pack of both. So get comfy, raise your glass and let's toast. This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew. Come on, pimpin', you know how we do This is Real Buzz Takes with the Real Buzz Crew Come on, pimpin', you know how we do Welcome to another edition of Real Buzz Takes We are the Real Buzz Crew and we review the best of the worst for you I'm Real Buzz Rob I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence And... To my adjacent, we have Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Cannibal, a.k.a. Cool Hand Keenan, a.k.a. Keenan the Barbarian, a.k.a. Cannabis Keenan, Keenan Robertson. This is bullshit. It's like Cypress Hill concert in here. <laughs> I'm uh, not really covered in Vaseline for the record. That would be gross. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, it is pretty gross. And uh, rest in peace to Calvin and Caitlin. Yeah, so today, and I already posted this on Facebook, but for the foreseeable future... Uh, it's going to be me and Keenan uh, as the Real Buzz crew right now because since we're both single and live alone, we figure we're probably safe to get together. And as you hear that, ladies, single <laughs> and alone. Yeah, that's right. I got a dog. What's up? I have two. I guess I have two dogs. Oh, see my dog and raise me one. That's right. Uh, so today, the movie we're going to be reviewing is Striptease. Um, release date was June twenty eighth, nineteen ninety six. Uh, director Andrew Bergman. He also wrote the film. Uh, and basically, Keenan and I were talking about this before the mics heated up, and we, I think they, they probably came up with the premise of D- Demi Moore showing her breasts, and then, you know, they got it completely financed on that idea alone, and they yeah. didn't have a script yet. She's like, hey, man, here's the pitch. Demi Moore, she's got some new big fakers, and we're gonna, she, she, she's, she's going to show them. She wants to show them off. She, she wants to compliment the surgeon, so we're going to make a movie based around that. And she's going to have real stripper routines, so the guy's like, don't, don't care if there's a script. We're funding the shit out of this. Yeah, yeah. Green like that. That's green lit. And Bruce Willis was like, damn it. Yeah, yeah she was with Bruce at this time, wasn't she? Probably. Yeah. I, I didn't look that up because I didn't want to ruin any I, I think she anything, was. I, I think figured, she was. Yeah. Uh, before this, Andrew Bergman is um, known for movies like The Freshman, which was that uh, Matthew Broderick and Marlon Brando film. I never saw it. it well, so basically it was uh, Brando was playing uh, Don, a, a version of Don Corleone. They were paying homage homage to that i did i've never seen it i've only seen a trailer and it's it's it looked weird and <laughs> all right and then he uh, also directed the movie honeymoon in vegas which i actually want to see it's got a good it's got a good cast and it looked interesting it's got um nicholas cage sarah jessica parker and uh james Kahn. okay basically the premise is nicholas cage uh loses to poker to james Kahn and he can't pay his debt so then james Kahn's like well can i just fuck your wife and he's like sure all right. And so he's going to break into Sarah Jessica Parker. It's like, hey, honey, I lost a bunch of money. You got to fuck this guy. So I don't know him anymore. All right. Then the guy's like, oh, it's Sarah Jessica Parker, though. Huh? Yeah, and he's so, like, oh, nah. never mind. Never mind. You're good. <laughs> I'm going to need that money. <laughs> uh, and then after this, he did movie a movie called um, Isn't She Great, which was a Nathan Lane and Bette Midler film. Not familiar. That's, that's it, weird. <laughs> it was some kind of a biopic, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then also uh, was one of the writers on, uh, he contributed to writing of Blazing Saddles, which is a f- hilarious movie that All right, yeah. we could never do and could never be made today. It could never be made today. And I, I don't think we could review that, really. No, I and I'm I'm hesitant to do any quotes from it right now. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is a funny movie. It's hilarious. For, for, the, for its time, you know, whatever. Well, well I mean, it's funny. It's don't all, judge it too hard. It's all tongue in cheek. It's, yeah, it's funny. Yeah. 
Uh, God, a couple of white guys talking about racism like uh, it's no black, big deal. Sure. This, this is great. Oh, man. And then he also wrote uh, or was a writer on Fletch. Oh, I actually was thinking we could do Fletch. Um, yeah, I, I, I do Fletch. I, I've seen good. bits and pieces of it. There's a couple of them, aren't there? Uh, I Apparently Fletch, the first one's the only good one. That's what my dad would tell you. But there's a second one called Fletch Lives. I've heard, um, I've heard that. I've heard the, the first one's really fun. Oh, wait. I think I have seen it. Isn't he like... Uh, he's a big Lakers fan in it. He's like yeah. a reporter or something. And I remember uh, him on a beach at the beginning talking to a homeless guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of remember this. Um, cast. So, uh, obviously, Demi Moore. Uh, or Demi Moore. I don't fucking know how you say it. Demi, Demi. Demi. Give me more Demi. Of this age. Before she was G.I. Jane, she was... Uh... She was G.I. Jane right after this. Oh, really? Yeah, she, they had to do reshoots in a wig because she'd already started production on G.I. Jane. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, because she'd shaved her head in G.I. Jane. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds as Congressman David Dilbeck. Seriously, rest in peace to him. Yeah. He's... I think this is the first time I've watched a movie since he passed away. Yeah. Not watched um, a movie, but watched, yeah, a, watched movie a movie. Yeah, watched a movie. He's a real hero. Uh, Armand Asante, who we've uh, done before on the pod as Lieutenant Al Garcia, and then Ving Rames as Shad. Honorable mention to Rumor Willis as her daughter, and she, Rumor Willis is her daughter in real life. I was wondering that. I didn't want to look it up, but I was like, that looks like her real daughter. Have you seen Rumor Willis recently? Uh-uh. Oh, man. Uh, talk I'm gonna, about. I'm going to look it up. Talk about going from Shirley Temple to looking like one of the totems from Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> This joke, I like this joke, but it's that that one stretched out a little bit. It was a little stretched. Shirley Temple, the Legends of the Hidden Temple. Well, I just like. t- take a look. She got Bruce's face and nose. I I put typed in rumor, and the first thing that comes up is rumor has it, which is nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe we should do that movie sometime. Check that out. Uh, <clears throat> so Demi Moore, uh, before this, uh, known for uh, Saint Elmo's Fire, Ghost. Ooh. Have you seen that with the Brat Pack? No, I just found Rumor Willis, though. Yeah. Mm. With the plastic surgery. It's not great. She looks like uh, Kim Kardashian's mom. What's her name? Kris Jenner? That's the one. How recent is the surgery? I guess super recent. I don't know. Does she look better? This was 2017. Oh, no, then she doesn't. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, known for St. Elmo's Fire. Good God, we're just going to be we're gonna be ripped for just like, <laughs> making fun of girls' looks on this podcast. Uh, no, it's plastic surgery. She didn't look great before the plastic surgery. If, they, uh, if, if yeah, that's what the plastic surgery rendered... Holy shit. All right. Well, you're uh, going to get ripped. I'm just trying to see what she looks like. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so St. Elmo's Fire, Ghost, um, Nothing But Trouble, which is one we're definitely going to do, Keenan. Nothing But Trouble? Dan Aykroyd wrote the film. It's horrendous. Chevy Chase to me more. Uh, and Dan Aykroyd plays that judge that looks like a melted candle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't oh, know. dude, it's they're gross. It's the most insane movie ever. He has these enormous giant babies that live with him. You, you got to look at a trailer. It It's really really weird it's the weirdest movie Aykroyd ever ever did all right i'm down we'll do it uh and then she's also known for a few good men and indecent proposal after this um known for gi jane and i wrote c-a-f-t i think that's charlie's angels full throttle if i had to guess <laughs> <laughs> i would say yeah because she's the bad guy in that right yep yeah yep uh and then coming up she's got um <laughs> she's gonna be in the tv series a brave new world which sounds interesting is it? I don't. Know. I mean, it's based on the. Yeah, I don't know. Aldous Huxley book. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, okay. Burt Reynolds. Before this, uh, known for Deliverance, Smoking the Bandit one through three, and he also had a reprising role in Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero. Really? Yeah. I, didn't know I that. thought that was weird too. After this, uh, obviously, I think he's most famously known for Boogie Nights. It's probably his most. Uh, maybe Smoking the Bandit. I'd say Smoking. The, I, I I knew him growing up from Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, and he also was in the film Without a Paddle, Dukes of Hazard, and The Longest Yard. Both of them. There was a movie he did with like three other old guys where they were all like con men or something that came out sometime around the 2000s, and shout out to that movie. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> it sounds like it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Armand Asante. That uh, guy kind of looks like Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I wonder if he played his twin at some point. Yeah, so since we already did his on the Judge Dredd pod, I found some interesting information. He has an alternative name, and it just says The Phantom. <laughs> All right. So good good, good on you, Armand. Yeah. Uh, his trademark often plays Italian gangsters, which he does. Yeah, but the two movies that we've done for him so far, he has, he not. has not played an Italian gangster. That's true. He appeared in three different Sly Stallone films. Two times appearing as his brother. Oh. Um, the Judge Dredd was the one, and then the other one's called Paradise Alley. All right. And then Ving Rhames. Uh, before this, obviously, would you? what would you say defines Ving Rhames? What do you think is most, like, what is he most well-known for in the film? Uh, Pulp Fiction. I would agree. Yeah. Some people would say Mission Impossible. I'm going to go Pulp Fiction. 
Ooh, I forgot Mission Impossible. He's appeared in a lot of Mission Impossible films. I was watching Fallout right before it's Mission Impossible Fallout right before I came here. Those movies just keep getting crazier, man. They keep getting better somehow. Yeah, I know. I don't know how. They're Fallout's really good. Fallout's my favorite one of them, but yeah, it's really good. Two is good, too. But yeah, I, I would still say, even though I can't remember, fuck, uh, Marcellus Wiley. Yeah. Wallace. So, Marcellus Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I was going to say, before this, known for Pulp Fiction and Mission Impossible. After this, uh, known for Con Air, Entrapment, MI, Mission Impossible 1 through 7. <laughs> I think there's 7. I think Fallout's a 7. Yeah. Maybe 6. Uh, also known for Baby Boy, Dawn of the Dead, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. And he's also known for having the meats. Oh, yeah, we have Arby's, the meats. We have the meats. That's him, huh? That's him. Yeah. Okay, and coming up, he's doing, um, he has a role in the TV movie Cagney and Lacey, which was a series about two women cops back in the 70s, I think. Right. Yeah, anyway. Okay, let's do net worths. Uh, Demi Moore, what do you think? Can you? Uh, well, she got a lot of Bruce Willis's money, didn't she? Uh, yeah, I also think she generated a lot of revenue on her own, but yeah, I think she got a lot of money in the divorce settlement, too. We'll say $225 million. Pretty close. Uh, 150, 150 million. Ah, dude, I almost went with 175. I wish I would have stuck with that. It's still an exceeding, like, it's a gross yeah. amount of money. Yeah. Uh, it gets a little. Uh, Burt Reynolds. Oh, he had to been worth some money. Uh, $200 million. I, I think at one point he was and he lost it all. At his death, he was only worth five. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I think he lost all of his money and then generated up to five million again. Wow. Yeah, kind of sad. Yeah. Because he's like, he's like an American hero. I mean, sad that he's got $5 million. Yeah, what am I saying? Him. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> he wasn't exactly penniless. No. Armando Sante, yeah, yeah, he was fine. Uh, we already did his. I don't remember what it was, though. It wasn't a lot. I don't uh, Ving Rames. Ving Rames. Uh, 10 mil. 20. And I was kind of surprised it wasn't more. I mean, he's... He's a part of the Mission Impossible franchise. He's, I, I mean, he's doing the Arby commercials. Yeah, Arby's. They have the meats, bro. They have the smeat. The smeat. <laughs> Flashback to last week. All right. Um, okay, let's do our canopsis. Hit the canopsis, cannabis, Keenan. Demi Moore plays Aaron Grant, a down on her luck single mom who recently lost her job and her kid. So she decides to take up stripping in order to make some extra dough to win her child back. Her life gets flipped turned upside down, Fresh Prince style, when a drunk bachelor at the Eager Beaver accosts her on stage, and she is rescued by Bob Barker lookalike Burt Reynolds, who plays a U.S. congressman who is just in love with that pussy. What follows is a tale of murder, mystery, and Armand Sante as a cop in striptease, as Aaron does everything in her power to gain full custody of her daughter. That was really good. That's your best one yet. Oh, thank you. That thank was you. good. That's the one I didn't type out five minutes before I did it. So. Yeah, and also uh, you, you, you nailed the voice that time. Uh, thank you. It uh, sounded great. I actually uh, uh, read it once before I did it, so it works out. There you go. That's hey, what re- rehearsing does, huh? Preparation, baby. There you go. Uh, okay, um, so... Oh, by the way, no lip smacking in this podcast, Keenan. I got a message from one of our fans who will not who will not be named... But uh, I spit my gum out, man. Yeah, apparently um, he directed it to me. He said, I smack my lips every time I speak and it's fucking gross. So I've got to I've got to try and cut that out. I think there's a chapstick called Lip Smacker. So maybe we should get you some of that, Rob. Maybe (laughs) Uh, budget on this film was 40 million dollars. Yeah. 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 Opened at (laughs) how much that budget went to pay for the fakies. Oh, I don't see. I I, I tried to do research about this. I don't know if she got the fakers for the film or if she got the fakers and they're like, wow, those look fucking fantastic. <laughs> we got to make a movie about these puppies. <laughs> we are going to base an entire feature film script around those beauties. Maybe it'll be a franchise. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, so budget was $40 million open. Oh, I just did it. I smacked my fucking lips. Uh, budget was $40 million open at $12.3 million. Grossed $33 million uh, domestically, $113 million worldwide. All right. Well, yeah. This movie made money. Yeah, well, people from around the world lined up. Yeah, dude, as I would have too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Runtime was 115 minutes. It was a a little long. It's fine. It's a little long. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I watch it all in one sitting. Though I was expecting to break it up because I started at like one in the morning. I was thinking I'll probably watch an hour and wake up and watch another hour. But uh, you know, all in one sitting, it actually seemed paced just fine. I guess. 
there's enough strip scenes in there that whenever those are happening, that takes up like three minutes that they, you don't realize. They definitely strategically place those when you're like, all right, I'm getting sick of this. And like, well, hold on. Yeah, well, there's more. Demi Moore's going to do another strip routine. Yeah, coming to the stage, Erin. Yeah. yeah, and well, I was wildly impressed with her ability to – she was great. Yeah, she did a great I job. I don't just mean it from like a look, but she was a she was a – Really good stripper. Yeah. Well, a dancer anyway. Yeah, dancer. Yeah, uh, if I, yeah being Rams would have gotten me for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Plot keywords. <laughs> Buckle up. I, I guess shit you not. These. these were the top five. The first five: breasts, large breasts, big breasts, <laughs> nipples, and thong. <laughs> those, are, those are the top five: <laughs> breasts, large breasts, big breasts, nipples. <laughs> it sounds like a. a Nursery rhyme or something. I don't know. I don't or know Dr. That. Seuss. Big breasts, small breasts, large breasts, nipples. <laughs> I would touch them with a fox. I would touch them in a box. Yeah. Uh, I'd touch them, get my rocks. Oh, nice. Uh, anyway. Uh, taglines. Uh, the, okay, there's, there's two of them. Some people get into trouble no matter what they wear. <laughs> I don't All know. Right. That's an interesting one. Uh, it ain't showgirls. Then again, it ain't Snow White either. I, that one I, is more appropriate, I think, that uh, some people get into trouble no matter what they wear. Showgirls is one I want to do that I was talking with you guys yeah, about. Yeah, you keep saying that. I want to do, do it. That. I've never seen it, but I hear it's horrendous. All right. But it ain't no Snow White either. No. And um, I have a tagline. I, do, I, I have a premise for a tipsy tagline. It's going to be something uh, along the lines of, who needs a plot when Demi Moore is showing her boobs? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll give you two reasons to watch this movie. Ah, ah that's good. That's a good one. <laughs> I'll give you two big reasons to yeah. watch this one. <laughs> uh, okay, um, well, this I guess. Okay, we're gonna take a break, and we will be right back after we hear from our sponsors. And we're back. Yeah, hopefully that actually hit in the middle. Yeah, dude, that, I, that it, it's not me. I'm doing it's it's the application. We love Anchor. It's great. Thank you, Anchor. But for some reason, it doesn't necessarily place the edit where I want it to. It's crazy. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um. All right. So now it's time uh, for the part of the podcast where we go around the table and we say what we like, what we disliked. It's Keenan. Give me literally anything and everything. <laughs> it's only you and me. Uh, anyway, so I had never seen this movie before. That's becoming a trend. I've noticed uh, with a lot of movies that we're doing on this, I typically have not seen them before. Uh, but so I went into this one uh, I, I, excited for it, I guess. I knew about this movie. I had seen uh, parts of this movie before. Online during... I looked it online. I looked it online. Um, so yeah, I, I but I knew that it was kind of ridiculous already to begin with, and then... Pretty did you much. did you find this movie like I did? But when I was I don't know seven sixteen to eighteen somewhere around then, and it was just like I don't know I saw it, like to me more on Mister Skin, and then it was just like oh that's a real movie I'm gonna I'll watch that. Well, see, I never actually watched a movie though. I just smacked my lips there. Now now you got me. Yeah, no, about you, it. you, it's fucking with me. <laughs> um, I had never actually sat that. So it what would be on like HBO and Cinemax and shit like that, not super late at night it would just be on and i would try to watch it but i would never catch it from the beginning and i would always jump in the middle and i'd be like i don't know what the fuck's going on here but i know she gets naked at some point and uh you stay for the you stay for the boobs man yeah but when i actually watch the movie um it's got a it's it does have a plot that's thrown in there it's some kind of way you know she's trying to get her daughter back yep. and the senator uh, saved her and beat the guy the bachelor with the bottle um so, I mean, it's got some kind of a story Keenan, in Keenan, he's a congressman. Congressman, excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Uh, overall, it was just ridiculous. Uh, kind of an over-the-top movie. Um, but, anyway, we'll just go through my notes from here. That's my kind of overall take. I, I would watch it again, not just for the boobs. I Burt Reynolds made me laugh several times. Burt was so. funny. He was he was legitimately funny. Yeah, and uh, Ving Rhames was cracking me up kind of in it, too. Uh, got tendinitis. From checking out the boobs or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, hey man, it's not it's not that great a job. Yeah, you get tendonitis, and then later on at the end, the chick's got the massive cannons or whatever. He's like, "You see where I would get tendonitis with that?" Didn't he at one point say Meryl Streep was a stripper? That's what it was. Okay, that's why I wrote it down. He said Meryl Streep was a stripper, and her name was Chessie LaFrance. <laughs> 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 so I had Chessie LaFrance written down. I didn't remember why, but that's why. Chessie LaFrance. What a great stripper name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, yeah. Did you ever know anyone that was a stripper before they were famous? Yeah, Meryl Streep. <laughs> Chessie LaFrance. You do a good Bing Rames. 
This is just my Michael Clark Duncan. Racist? Yeah, I'd probably edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not bad. <clears throat> it is just the same voice uh, that I tried to do. But anyway, um, now let's go through it. Uh, Judge Finger Hut sounds like a, a Pizza Hut for like pedophiles or something. <laughs> <laughs> Finger Hut. But uh, he really fucked her over at the start. He's, he's the best tailback i ever seen. He's going to keep the daughter... Yeah, I was like, I've what never the fuck? seen someone be so overtly corrupt. It's just I, yeah. I understand. Normally, I, I think the mothers in the in these particular scenarios usually have a huge advantage in custody battles. That's, I would think that's so. Just what yeah. I've heard. I don't know that. Yeah, but they um, should if they don't, especially with that piece of shit, fucking Robert Patrick. Which he did a good job, like, but he was a piece of shit guy. Yeah, shout sure. out to Robert Patrick, aka what? What was his Terminator model in T two? T uh, T eight thousand. I don't remember. T nine thousand. Yeah, something, something like that. T nine hundred, T nine hundred, T nine hundred. Yeah, we'll go with that. I think because that sounds right. Arnold's a T eight hundred. Yeah, yeah, something like I don't that. Know. Anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a little ridiculous. Also, thought it was funny, not funny, haha, funny. But she's like, "Oh, I lost my job at the FBI. I was a secretary, and I really expected that to come back around, and it kind of does." Like at one point, she says something to Armand Asante, and he's like, "Oh, you know a lot for a stripper or whatever." And she's like, "Well, I used to work at the FBI, you know." Uh, it's like I I don't know that was just kind of a throwaway thing it's that also didn't matter. It's very strange that she got fired from her job for something her husband did. Yeah, well I think that that's doesn't kind seem of, like legal termination to me. I think it kind of is with the FBI because like if you get hired on like even at Honeywell and shit like that they do like super big background checks and like they talk to everyone you know and shit like that. So it could be if so, it, your okay. spouse is a scumbag, they could think that you're corrupted and could corrupt the FBI. So right. I, But she wasn't a federal agent. She was a secretary. Yeah, I, I agree, but I could still kind of see where she'd get fired. But I don't see why if she had a job as a secretary at the FBI and got fired for non-cause, like, why not just go get another secretary fucking job? Why do you have to start stripping? Like, uh, stripping pays a lot more. That's true. That's true. But she even because says, she, like, she had I can't to raise do money. The... She had to raise money to pay for the lawyer, and did, she made a ton of money as a stripper. That's true, I She guess. also acquired a lot of stalkers. Yeah, well, Jerry or whatever that guy's that name dude, was. dude, this movie does a really, really bad job. Like, it, it really kind of advocates for stalking, and it's not good. Yeah, they don't. They Yeah, poor stalker. He gets killed, uh, and then she kind of feels bad for him. Nobody really yeah, feels dude, bad it, for him, I guess. No, but. I don't. He was writing He was writing her notes on a napkin and, like, saying, like, he worshipped her. My precious her. and no, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, he acted like Gollum did about the fucking ring, and he was just, it was gross. Well, from the very first scene where she starts stripping, and he's, like, adjusting his hair and stuff like that, and you can tell he's going in just to see her. It's like, ah, that's, I even wrote down, Jerry's a real fucking creeper. <laughs> he's literally sitting there drinking coffee and reading a paper at a strip club until Aaron goes on, and then he pays attention. It's like, dude, what the fuck? This isn't a coffee. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's gross. It's weird, and it's gross, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Uh, but I did like the name of the Eager Beaver. I thought that was funny. The, this movie was on point with naming things. You had Chesty LaFrance, you had the Eager <laughs> Beaver, and then the 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 uh, rival across the street was the Flesh Farm. The Flesh Farm. Which am I the only one? Did I? Did you think it was going to be a gay strip club? Kinda. I, I thought see it was going to yeah, be. I was yeah. like Flesh Farm. Okay, it's next door. That makes more sense. Uh, Eager Beaver. And, but it's like you said before we went live. It's like Walgreens and CVS. I've never seen that two strip clubs right across the street from each other. Like, and you know they have like interactions with each other. And it's like you know, like yeah, you're gonna go to Walgreens. I, I got insurance at Walgreens. I got insurance at CVS. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, and I shout out to Ling. Uh, I can't remember that actor's name, but that dude's funny. Who was the uh, owner of the Flesh Farm? Yeah, he came is, in wearing the hat. He was oh, good. Was funny. Um, oh yeah, he wants. Ah, oh, I love the the exchange, the exchange between him and Aaron when they're talking about doing. Um, he's like, yeah, I just did it again. God damn it! Uh, he, when he's talking about like doing. Uh, I, wait, what was it? Uh, he, some sort of uh, wrestling. It was with oh, cream he, peas. Like, no, it was cream, cream corn. corn. Cream corn. Cream corn. Yeah, yeah. and uh, gross. When we did the falafel wrestling, it got all in my hoo ha or whatever. It's like it's not falafel. It's I was cream corn. <laughs> Uh, like can't be naked either because of, because of the food product. Yeah. Or you could be topless. Health uh, code violation. Yeah, that was uh, that was funny. Uh, the club owner of the Eager Beaver was pretty funny throughout the movie. I thought he was good. He was a scumbag. A but he was relief. good. Oh, definitely yeah. a scumbag. Um, I, I'm sure I have more notes on him later. But uh, and then so she goes on stage and the DJ's like, in her eighth week at the Eager Beaver. Remember, I was like, that's a weird announcement. Like, how? why would you say she's been here for eight weeks? I don't, who gives a shit about that? So they they didn't exactly, I, I've been to a few strip clubs in my time. And granted, oh, oh yeah. And uh, granted, they were in, you know, sometimes rural Missouri. 
but I've been to Nashville. I've been to a few. They didn't quite nail the aesthetic. It's it's almost too clean, you know. It was almost yeah, it, yeah. It, it the DJ wasn't scummy enough. Uh, it was like Roadhouse at the end of Roadhouse. I know. It just the 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 way it's portrayed. It's it's just too clean. I can't explain it any other way. Like the clientele looked too well to do. It, it, it they almost like normalized. Like no people who hang out in strip clubs are fucking scumbags most of the time. I've been a scumbag, I guess. Uh, but it just, it, it lacked the desperation that most strip clubs <laughs> yeah. have, you know? It's just like... Well, Jerry was certainly desperate. Yeah, but even he seemed, like, just, w- like, clean, you know? He seemed like a... Re- he at least was portrayed as kind of a regular dude. It was just washed. It, it, you know, it's just that's not how strip clubs actually are. They're dirty, they're scummy, they're nasty. Yeah. And there's a lot more stretch marks. And there's a lot more bouncers around, too, because after that fight breaks out on stage and Ving Rhames is just hanging out in the back so he misses it or whatever, so the senator has to come and break the bottle over the guy's head, which it doesn't break, so I'm pretty sure it would have just, like, fucked that dude up, like, way worse than it did. But uh, I thought that they, like, definitely should have had probably six or seven bouncers for that club oh, instead yeah. of just Ving Rhames. Well, because yeah, he's a badass, but maybe get more people around, too. Uh, and maybe, maybe Miami strip clubs are much nicer. I've never been to a Miami strip club, so. Yeah, I haven't either. Mojito Amiami. Um, but yeah, that's the next note I had was I'm pretty sure that bottle would have broken, but if it didn't, I think he would have killed that guy. Uh, he didn't kill that guy. Uh, then the next note I have is Alberto is a creepy dude. He doesn't, he's, isn't in the movie for very long, but that's, uh, her brother-in-law. It's Rita's husband. Oh, gross, dude. Yeah. He was real gross. Hey, uh, Aaron, you want a wine cooler at first? And then he's like sitting next to her. I was talking to friends of mine and they were wondering if you do private parties. (laughs) Yeah. Rita, well, she likes to hang with the wolves, but you know me, I'd like to hang with you. Is essentially what he was trying to do. Yeah, you well, know, he was sitting close to her. He was putting his arm around her. Yeah, just way inappropriate behavior. I don't know if it was just different in the '90s, but like, nah, I'm pretty sure that was just, and that would have been inappropriate then too. Yeah, gross, dude. Like, if I got that close to my sister-in-law <laughs> and was literally hitting on her in my trailer, yeah, yeah, gr- yeah. yeah. Um, and then she steals that phone bill to uh, figure out where her husband's been or whatever. Federal offense. Yeah, and I'm like, that really dates this movie, though, um, stealing of the phone bill, because that nobody would do that shit anymore. But, oh, well, you know, I, who even, even looks at their fucking phone bill? I don't, I don't get a phone. Well, I guess yeah. I, I get a cell phone bill. I don't, I don't, I pay, I automatically pay it online. I don't look at it. It's unlimited exactly, plan. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you could, well, I guess you can just go to your phone and see your outgoing calls. You don't need to go to a phone bill and yep. see it all. So, you don't yeah. need to. It's all digitized in your phone now. Yeah. Um, then the next thing I have is when Roach is putting, or not Roach, when Shad is putting that, uh, Roach in the yogurt. I didn't know it was yogurt at first. It looked like pain or something. And then I thought he was going to be super into Roaches. Like, he's like, this little cuckoo Roach is about to give me a bunch of money. I was like, is he going to sell that Roach? Is it like a, but that lady's like, oh my God, is that a Roach? He's like, no, it's a fucking trip. Now move. You're in my light. (laughs) I thought that was fucking funny. Well, and I don't necessarily think that plan was totally sound. I don't. No, no, not at all. I I bet that's where the lady that put the thumb in the Wendy's chili got the idea, though. Yeah. She's like, I'm watching strip teas. Cut my thumb off, put it in chili. Uh, the way yogurt's portrayed in this film is strange. It's in a huge container. Like, that's too much. It's too much yogurt. Like, no one's going to eat all that yogurt in one setting. It's usually, like, y- normal yogurt containers are about a quarter of that size. Yeah, that was like a pint of yogurt. Yeah, and uh, I'm thinking, like, I'm on a diet. I'll just have yogurt. I'm like, lady, that's like 600 calories worth of yogurt right there. Yeah, and what a stupid bitch that lady is, too. Opening the fridge, there's five other yogurts that don't have a name on it. And then she, she picks one that says Shad's Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But I will sh- give a shout out because when she started eating it, I was like, oh, shit. What's going to happen is she's going to get a bunch of money now, and that's going to be a joke on Chad through the movie. But instead, she just kept eating it, and I thought that was kind of funny. Who, who was the lawyer? I recognized him. He was in things in the 90s. Yeah. That lawyer, yeah, he was good. Uh, Alan or something yeah. was his name. but He got killed, too. He got killed, too. Him and Jerry got killed. Um, so let's see. I said uh, cream corn wrestling, falafel wrestling. That was all funny when the guy was talking about that. I like you said falafel wrestling to the Israeli stripper. Yeah, Miss Gaza Strip. God damn. God damn. <laughs> that was her name. She it. introduces herself that is at the end. Terrible. Yeah. Oh, man. But also when he's talking about the cream corn wrestling and all that shit, it, it 
Looks like he's got an open herpes sore on his <laughs> on his mouth at the time. Dude, his whole face looks like an open herpes sore. This guy's uh, yeah. a total scumbag. It's like, did they do that for the movie, or does this actor just have herpes and it's like they're like, fuck it. That guy looks like it adds to the character. That that character looks like Rodney Dangerfield's way less successful brother. <laughs> I get no respect. I get no respect. I get herpes sores on the lip. Oh man. Uh, then I said Jerry seems like a serial killer for sure. Um, I think that's when he was outside of her car and giving her the flowers and stuff. Oh, and yeah. Like, I don't really even want to touch you or anything. And then he kind of touches her. It's like, well, that's good. Uh, he's uh, like, I would I would like you even if you weren't a stripper. Oh, really? Yeah, if you were a teacher or a librarian. Like, uh, oh, would you come stalk me at work if I was one of those things? Yeah. It's, cause, it's, he's gross, dude. Because then that wouldn't be acceptable if you were showing up outside my work. But because I'm a stripper, I guess it is. I don't know. Because <sighs> she, she just goes with it, I guess. I don't know. The other girls are like... Yeah, I wouldn't talk to him, but she's like, oh, I think it's worth a shot because he says that he'll help. Yeah, because he, he again, he he is so obsessed with this woman. He blackmails a United States congressman just for not even just just to be in her good graces. He's not wanting. He's not like, hey, you got to fuck me. It's yeah. Just, yeah. He should have at least got a handy out of it or something. No, he was. But that's the weird thing. Like, while he is a gross stalker, it's like he respects her too much. Well, yeah, that. I guess yeah. I shouldn't say he should have got a hit. He should have just never stalked her to begin with. Yeah, he should probably just, you know, not. Yeah. You're you're a real fucking loser and a really fucking naive person. If you, you're the guy, if you're the guy who thinks strippers like them. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, come on, man. Look, you know what? You're here. You're paying them. It's it's laid out like, yeah, I will shower you with attention and pretend to like you if you continually give me twenty dollars every three and a half minutes. Yeah, pretty much. And then once you stop giving me money, I'm going to get up and walk away. And then one of my other friends will come up and harass you for $20 every three minutes. Goddamn strip clubs. Um, oh, so the next note I have is get that bitch from Titanic out of here. And she didn't stay in the movie long. It was Armando Santi's wife uh, when they're sitting on the cabin. He's like at the lake or oh, whatever. Yeah, she's a famous actress. Well, she's been in a lot of things. Yeah, but... his wife was uh, Rose's mom from Titanic. Yes, she's a bitch. And uh... it, she's also in Wild America. If you remember that film, I don't think I ever saw that. Devin Sawa and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, so she wasn't in it too long. But I did appreciate Armando Sante. Uh, I kind of forgot that he was in it, even though he is one of the like lead characters so by the time he showed up i was like oh yeah fucking Armando sante just hanging out his accent was a little different in this film than it was in judge dread there was a little lift of that lift but you know like oh, this, 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 this. yeah yeah well yeah. he didn't have to be stallone's brother this time that's so, true yeah, yeah, yeah he was no able to just be himself technically he was stallone's clone that's true that's true um but i i don't know i thought it was funny his kid comes up dad there's a floater and at first i was like why would his kid know to call it a floater but he's a police officer so i guess it it panned of all, out of all the rivers and all the cabins in all of america you had to you had to float up in mine oh you piece of shit you man piece of shit. <laughs> um i appreciated while we're talking about armando sante though because they already had shown him have a family and all that shit i thought they were going to force some little love connection in where he's like ah I want to be with you too, Aaron, but I can't because my wife. And then they end up banging. And it's I would have hate, hated that. I'm so glad they didn't do that. Like they, there was no real love story in well, this, which I appreciated. The reason why you thought that is because Armand Desante normally plays scumbags, and you're thinking like, okay, he's got an angle here. Like I don't trust that he's doing this just. I thought he was going to fall for her like everyone else yeah. at some point. Everyone like, falls in love with Aaron in this movie. Yeah. And he, he even, I would say he falls in love with her, but more as like a, he's taking care of her. Like she's his daughter or niece or something. He certainly would not have gone out of his way to do what he did if she didn't look the way she looked. You're probably right about that. I do believe that. Yeah. <laughs> as men, we are savages and monsters, and we are way more willing to help attractive people than unattractive people. Yeah. I thought it was funny uh, whenever they're at SeaWorld and she's like, yeah, my daughter saw me dance last night. If he would have been like, oh, she saw you dance. What? By the way, what time do you dance? Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Is it, so you, is it classy dance? Like, sorry, going on about wanting to see her dance, but. Weird side story. Uh, there was um, uh, when. No, no. It was here in Kansas City, I think. Thing. Yeah, Kansas City. There's, it was a years back. I would frequent um, uh, a bar in Kansas City, and there was a, a woman who would show up, and she was frequent the bar as well. Very attractive woman, little older than me, and she posted on uh, I don't remember like Instagram or something. She's like, "Hey, I'd never do this, but for one night only, I'm going to be doing like stripping at this place." And I'll be like, "Oh, damn." Uh, I probably won't go check that out because it's going to be real weird if I see you <laughs> get at the bar. Yeah. So you didn't go check it out. 
No, I was married at the time, and uh, oh well, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't think she would have appreciated that. Uh, I mean, I was inter- I was curious. Yeah, see, I feel like it'd be weird to go and see yeah, people that you know. That's stripping. the thing. I agree. It's just kind of like, how do you, if you have an under, you know, a, a prior relationship with someone that you're familiar with but not overly familiar with, and then you go see him dance naked? It's like, well, our relationship has changed entirely. <laughs> yeah, and it changes even more if you buy a lap dance from him. Oh, I wouldn't. I don't think I would have done that. <laughs> yeah, that I would have taken an extra yeah, step too far. Way too. Like even <laughs> if I wasn't married at the time, like I that would have just been weird. Yeah. Then the next time you saw him at the bar, so uh, yeah. Uh, remember that time you were grinding on my dick? You want to do that for free or? Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a good. That's a good little segue there. Little Sorry. Segue. Anyways, continue. Uh, no, you're good. Um, then I wrote down Burt Reynolds is so great. And uh, I don't know why. I guess he was just being himself at that time. But my little angel, saying all that stuff. He was he was cracking me up the whole time. Um, when was the uh, when was the era where he did that photo shoot naked with the bear rug? Do you remember that? I'm thinking that's probably 70s. Okay, yeah, so this is, okay, way before yeah. this. Okay, yeah, that was probably Smokey and the Bandit days. I'm guessing that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Then I said, "Damn, Jerry didn't last too long." Uh. So after his meeting, uh, he meets up. He's trying to blackmail the senator. And I guess that other guy that was in a bunch of shit from the 90s, like the right-hand man for the senator. Yeah, he he always played that same character, too. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I meant to look his name up. I wonder if he's still alive. I guess he's still alive. I haven't seen him in stuff anymore. I wager he is. Yeah, he probably is. Let's assume he is. Let's Let's not assume the worst. That's a good point. Anyway, um, so I guess he was just killing people left and right. Well, he was definitely, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because they were in bed with that mob boss. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So probably the mob boss was actually getting it yeah, taken care of. Yeah, he's just like, no, dude, if this is a problem, just kill them. Yeah, so Jerry gets killed, and uh, well, <laughs> next note I have after that is, is Free Willy back yet? It gets all pissed off. <laughs> that's a great story. joke. It's a great <laughs> joke because it's 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 a really not great movie. That's a, it's a kid's movie. It's a movie that he would normally you would look at him and think he would never want to watch, which is why it's funny. I was like, God damn it. Where the fuck is Free Willy? Yeah. People have no goddamn respect. To return movies on time. Yeah. And I, being in a video store, first off, that dates that movie as well, too. But, uh, oh, yeah. What's up with him carrying that drill around? I guess, because at one point he's just going to drill into the lawyer's wall. Like, that's not even that big. He's going to put a hole in the wall. Uh, he, he's a bouncer. He's all intimidation yeah. is his game. Yeah. He, he, I, I would be intimidated if he showed up. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh,. <laughs> Then I have uh, Monique Jr., who's that blonde stripper, always getting the, uh, the blonde dancer, excuse me. Yeah. And she comes up, uh, comes back from dancing the one time. She's like, Larry King's out there at table three. And then she's like, Michael Jordan's at table eight. And it's just not these people at all. Like, no, I Michael thought, Jordan had an actual cameo. You, he, he, that was actually Michael that Jordan? That was actually Michael Jordan. Was Wait, it actually Larry King, too? No. Okay. No, just Michael Jordan had the cameo. But yeah, you, you see him just sitting at a table, and the camera kind of pans across. It's him. Yeah, he had an actual cameo in the film. Oh, all right. Well, then shout out to it actually being Michael Jordan. It was, it was MJ. All right. Well, all right. I thought she was getting I mean, people's names wrong the whole time. This came out in 96, so I think you won a title that year. Well, that sounds about right. Chicago? Chicago. Chicago. Doubles. Um, oh, then, then uh, fucking the club owners talking to uh, Ving Rames as he's just not even hiding that he's pouring water into the jack daniels bottle like I, right there at the bar i have this written down it's like are you really watering down the liquor in front of patrons while they're there yeah especially the brown liquors like with the clear water i don't know yeah no it's it's not gonna work i but yeah. it, wait they don't give a fuck i guess ving rames does not he has zero fucks what, what would you say if you went to a bar and ving rames was doing that you'd be like hey man are you watering that down you got a fucking problem with that no, no, I'll just do a beer, actually. I'll okay. have a beer instead. <laughs> but what I will say is I would definitely go to the Flesh Farm if their drinks were better. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But Flesh Farm, God, that doesn't sound it's as a good really, as It's a really beer. gross name. <laughs> you saying I would go to the Flesh Farm, that just did something to me. I, was like, I don't know It's, it's gross. It's yeah. a gross name. That is a very gross name. It's like I'd go to the Cum Bucket. <laughs> is that a take on the chum bucket from SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah, yeah, that just came to me. Oh! <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> My brain is just turning to shit. <laughs> That's the next quote I have yeah. written down, too, which the, works out there. He's, cause he keeps trying to remember where uh, he saw... Uh, yeah, he's where he saw Aaron, because he was yeah. hammered. Because I, I remember the, the scene where he gets a bottle of champagne, and the next scene, 
it's empty and he's hitting a guy with it. So he's <laughs> yeah. down to a bottle of champagne. I don't know how quickly. Just hammered. And the whole his, his whole disguise at the beginning with just the Dolphins hat on and the sunglasses. He just so looks bad. fucking out of his mind. Oh, he man. is out of his mind. Yeah, he is. My brain is turning to shit. Oh, uh, man. Uh, his his accent wasn't that great either, I didn't think, but it made me laugh. It was funny. Fucking no, time. I mean, uh, it was it was funny. It, it, was, it was entertaining. It worked. When he was re- uh, campaigning at the Jewish retirement home. <laughs> and he's doing yeah, he's got the yarmulke on. And then he just yells, Manischewitz! It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? Oh, man, that was funny shit. Uh, and then I guess that's what I wrote down. What a strange fucking movie. It's I, very odd. Yeah. Uh, so then they steal the stripper that has uh, Monty the snake yep. from the flesh farm. But you didn't. I thought it was a. I, I, it's a python. So I thought it was a uh, Monty Python. I thought it was like a. Ah, oh, that's good. Uh, yeah, paying homage to Monty Python. It was a python named Monty. That's good. I didn't put that together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's totally there. Um, but whenever the snake dies or whatever, he's like, "It's a message." Uh, Monty sleeps with the Monty fishes. Monty sleeps with the fishes. <laughs> thought that was funny. And then the guy was like. There's an all-night snake dealer down on Route 42, Jungle Juan. <laughs> I was like, normally jung- Jungle Juan. Jungle Juan and the Tiger King are probably hanging out, and they it, both hate Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol. That I didn't finish bitch. that, but I started watching that. It's crazy. It is, yeah. Uh, if it were any other state other than Florida, I'd be like, there's no way there's an all-night snake farm. But, dude, it's Florida. Yeah, it's Florida. There's 100% <laughs> an all-night snake farm in Florida. If Jungle Juan doesn't have it, go out and see Jungle Jorge. Jungle Juan. <laughs> Jungle Juan. Oh, Again, dude. they kill it with the naming in this movie. Anything <laughs> they name is fucking hilarious. Jungle Juan, yeah. Chesty LaFrance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, then my next note is fucking dryer lint. Really? Snuffing the dryer lint? So he sends out Herb to go get that. And I thought maybe. How personal. The, they, intensely personal. <laughs> intensely personal. They show the daughter taking out the panties. I thought they were going to drop or something. He was going to have the panties. But no, is it it's weird just that I dryer think, lint. Here's a fucked up take. Is it weird that I think it would be less creepy if he was just if he just got the panties instead of the dryer lint? No, I think it would be less creepy. It'd still be creepy, but I feel like lint. Like, what the fuck? I don't and know. And dude, he was like. He tells her, he's like, I had your dry lint. She's yeah. like, well, what'd you do with this? Like, I made love I'm to it. I'm afraid I made love to it. That's <laughs> like, disgusting. Oh, my God. oh yeah. dude. The men in this movie are fucking disgusting savages. I, I clean out my dryer filter, like, every time yeah. I do a load of laundry, you know, like, every time I, something goes in the dryer. Absolutely. I've never once thought about, like, oh, I hope nobody gets my personal lint. And like, here, what the, the fuck? Thing. It's just gross shit. It's it. Like, yeah, yeah, all that lint has been cleaned. So, literally, whatever... Of yeah, her was shit. on it yeah. is not on it anymore. You would think you would send him to get something like from her house or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I Dude, don't know. Why can't you just take her panties like a normal creeper? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lint. I don't know. Fucking weird, man. It just brought the creepy to a whole other level. Yeah. I, I said, I'm not sure about that one. Uh, but then the next one I have is from the cold open. Burt Reynolds covered in Vaseline and sniffing that lint is a little much. And it was a little much for Herb, too, because Herb quit after that. Oh, I would. Herb, man. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. Put up with that bullshit? No I could way. feel it squishing in my boots or whatever he says. Um, you never covered yourself in Vaseline? Yeah, no. No, I haven't. I haven't. Not unless I had third-degree burns. I think 99% of the population hasn't done that. Yeah, I know. Ah, fucking weirdo. It did remind me of uh, Frank Ren- Frank Reynolds, uh, Danny DeVito from It's Always Sunny, when he covers himself in the Purell. You pulling my dick, bro? Gotta be Pierre. Um, and then he goes, uh, we can talk about anything you want, as long as you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to talk about? We can talk about anything you want, as long as you're naked. Yeah, well, because she says, can we talk about my daughter? Can oh, we talk yeah. about my case? My case, whatever? yeah. We can talk about anything you want, as long as you're naked. Uh, then at some point, there's a cop reading an L. Ron Hubbard book. Uh, I, which I thought well, was strange. Scientology. Outside the car. Wait, yeah. was it a Scientology book or was it one of the I don't science think it fiction was books that I he actually it, wrote? I think it was a science fiction book. Okay. I didn't go back and rewind and pause, but uh, this this version, I, I don't know if we said it already, but we both watched the international uncut version. Yes. And How uh, am I not going to watch that one? I mean, like, I, I'm, right. yeah, I'm going to watch was, that one. I think there were four more nipples in this version. Uh, yeah, same price. Two wow. boobs. Yeah. Two sets. Anyway, uh, point is, it didn't have an X-ray on it, like the Amazon X-ray, because oh. I went to go look and it didn't have it on there. So I'm Lucky. really boned this time. Lucky for me. Yeah, yeah. I can't even cheat at all. Uh, I could have, but I didn't. I'm gonna lose this one anyway. Uh, she's been working with a cop. Well, maybe he's from the Titty Squad. <laughs> that's something I wrote <laughs> up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the dumbest fucking joke. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. 
<laughs> so they find out. Hey, you work in Vice? No, I'm on Titty Squad. <clears throat> well, maybe he's from the Titty Squad. <laughs> I thought that was fun. And then he, so I just have a bunch of Burt Reynolds quotes now, I guess. He goes, before we make love, I want to shave you. <laughs> She's like, I'm already shaved. What a creep. <laughs> yeah, oh, so weird. God. So many people are just creepy in this movie. Um, and then I go, uh, about Cerna Cop. Oh, yeah, because Ving Rhames and uh, Armand Asante take the daughter, and they're trying to catch her at the boat. And he's like, we're a bouncer and a cop. And Armand said, plus two strippers and a kid. We're in great shape. I thought that was funny because that's who is going to rescue him. I have, I have issues with the way um, this child was parented in this film. Uh, you, you, can't, oh, yeah. you cannot leave your daughter at a strip club like it's a fucking preschool or a daycare. Yeah, let's say that I don't know what the dad was doing. I mean, he was obviously stealing shit with her. Yeah, we don't know what their house looks like. But he was a drug addict. He was a CI. I mean, he wasn't leaving her in a strip club all fucking night. Right. Too. Like, it, uh, she's not much better. Again, they did. They cleansed the strip club. Like they, they these ladies, they made these ladies seem like. Again, I I don't want to be judgmental about <laughs> sex workers or stripping, but usually in my experience, the strippers that I have seen just reek of desperation and uh and again maybe it's the clubs i've gone to uh, yeah but they definitely aren't gonna babysit kids at least i wouldn't trust these women to uh i i, I don't want to say that they could be good you know they probably have kids of their own outside of it and stuff like uh that yeah no I, according to stretch marks i've seen at strip clubs they absolutely do <laughs> so i could see them all i see it working out May, I, you know what stripper, i think yeah. i think i'm being a little judgmental here yeah i think i think, yeah. I think, I think, I think you're being a little, being a little harsh on yeah i think that's fair i think i'm being a little judgmental that that's probably that's my bad my bias but that being said i still don't think a strip club is a good no. place for a kid to be hanging out no no just on a you know atmosphere alone i i don't think that's good for the kid to no not at all yeah um and then the the last two little things that I have is why I it it took me until like the last of the movie to finally write it down, but fucking Armand Asante kept saying homicide. I know, I hate instead that instead of homicide, and it fucking bothered me so much that I guess not until the hey, very end. Yeah, we got a homicide. Yeah, we got some homicides going on. It's like it's homicide. Why does he yeah, keep saying not, homicide? You're not talking about gay people. We're talking about murdering. It's yeah. homa, homicide. not homa, homa. Hama. Anyway. Hominem. And then the last thing I have is George Bush. That's not George Bush. I've seen him. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen him. Because Ving Rhames says his name's George Bush. So, yeah. The one guy who is a henchman for um, the right-hand man, he was uh, the guy that says George Bush at the end. Um, He's been in some things. I can't remember who he is. I can't remember who he is either. But I recognized him. Anyway, that's the end of my notes. All right. I recognize. I, I uh, again, like normally, like I do. I kind of sprinkled some of mine in with yours because we kind of take notes on the same thing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but I do have some stuff. Um, I do have some stuff. I have some stuff. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you dying in there? You dying in the air? Uh, so I thought this was maybe was maybe an early female version of Magic Mike, kind of. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that. After I got done watching this movie, I press exit, and then the next suggested movie was Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, talked about that. Which I've never seen Magic Mike. Oh, so here... No, I haven't either. Here, I, I thought it was strange. Um, not strange. It, it, I'm not saying it didn't work. It did work. It was good. But Demi Moore's strip routines, I've never seen a stripper start with that much clothing. Like, she was dressed like Michael Jackson entirely. Normally, they're dressed in something that's still kind of revealing. She had, like, a whole outfit on that, did, you know, normally, like, wouldn't... Strippers usually... Start with less clothing. Yeah, I thought that too. And I also kind of thought, like, even with that, it's still kind of like, uh, she's why is she wearing this business suit? Like, it's kind of like watching a man undress she, right now. A little bit, but suit. she's going for that. Mike, she looked like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She looked great when she was taking it off. Don't get me wrong. It, it, Demi Moore did a fantastic job uh, training for the, the, the dancing. She was really good. Yeah, that strip or that dance she does uh, with the chair. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, dude, I, that was when I was like, "Holy shit!" She really. This is actually really good dancing. She, no, I, like, I, 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 I'm not just appreciating her breasts. Like the art, <laughs> the art form of her dancing I'm is also appreciating very good. her legs and her butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, but yeah, she, she, that, that dance was really good. The songs like "I Want You" and all that stuff. And yeah, she's, like dancing to the chair. It's, like, it was cla- good. it's classy music. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah it's, it's high class tripping. <laughs> It's not even rem- it's not even remotely believable that Demi Moore would ever have sex with what's his name who plays the ex-husband? 
Robert Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick. That doesn't that doesn't add up. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know. You could see maybe she got uh, tangled up in some times. I don't know. I didn't. That didn't bother me. And it's funny. I mean, she married Ashton Kutcher in the end. In real life, it's a good point. Yeah. Uh, the first time she removes her bra during the stripping scene, uh, it just, her breasts don't drop at all. <laughs> <laughs> those things didn't move an inch. They did not move an inch. Just like, well, if you're wondering if those are built for speed or comfort. <laughs> oh man. But which, I would ask which is goes, which which is worse name the eager beaver or flat at least the eager beaver's a little bit like uh f- yeah it tongue in, it's it's kind of trying to be cute. It's kind of clever eager the flesh beaver. farm is just like uh you know what you're getting as soon as you walk in <laughs> herpes and AIDS yes <laughs> syphilis flesh farm yeah I don't think I'd go to a place called the flesh it farm. is a super gross name any business with flesh it ev- in the title is flesh not a good farm business like evokes like are these slave people like yeah fl- like, like, I don't like it yeah. I don't like it at all cloning lab yeah, yeah, flesh yeah. Far- flesh. gross um oh, I just smacked my lips again sorry did uh, I said did dude they really promote oh yeah they really promote stalking like Jerry's fucking crazy he literally says I worship your essence okay Smigel, Smeagle. Yeah. Well, uh, that's weird. Fat <laughs> God damn, that was actually really good. Uh, it sounded like it got in the throat there, though. But uh, what's his name? Burt Reynolds says something about her essence, too. <laughs> she must have one hell of an essence. Yeah. Uh, I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. Your, your desire. desire. I guess that has nothing to do with essence. No, Never it's cool, mind. though. I like it. Right. Um... <clears throat> Herbal essence. That's what I was thinking of. Where they used to. Uh, oh, like have... the girl was having an orgasm while she was washing. Yeah, her hair? that's what I was thinking of. Herbal essence. Great marketing. Yeah. Porpoise hard on line was funny. I don't remember what that is. Oh, that's when the uh, the club owner. I think it's when Ving Rhames is watering down the booze. And he's like, you know, the last time I got a hot on, I was on sea- at SeaWorld oh, watching yeah. the porpoise or whatever. Ving Rhames is like, why are you telling me? <laughs> why this? the fuck are you telling me that? <laughs> yeah. He goes, yeah, last time I can't get a hot on. Last time I got one, I was at SeaWorld. Is that weird? And he goes. Yeah. Why are you telling me this? He goes, I'm going to go see what Ling's doing. (laughs) That's when he goes (laughs) over the flesh farm. I thought that was great. It was funny. Yeah. It was weird. Fuck you. I'm going to go see what Ling's doing. And then he goes over and just talks shit with Ling. Uh, So here's what I'll say, Keenan. I've never quite understood the whole snake and dancing thing. It's never done it for me. No. But like even go back to like our kind of younger childhood slash teenager-ish area. Like, Britney Spears did it. Remember with the, I'm a slave? And she did that whole snake dance. Yeah. I don't understand the connection between being sexy and holding a snake. I I, I would only assume it's because snake and penis. Oh, interesting. Because at one point when the stripper is dancing with Monty, the actual snake that doesn't try to choke her and kill her, yeah. it wraps up around her butt crack and is like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, I, see, but the, I wasn't... Like, that's graphic right I there didn't, is what it is. I wasn't uh, aroused by that. I was more just like, this is gross. This is weird. It reminded me of snakes on a plane when that one snake went up that fat lady's hoo-ha. Well, he actually didn't, but it seemed like but it did. But we thought she did. Yeah. Or it did. Well, Calvin didn't. <laughs> like, I didn't see that. What are you talking about? I grabbed a booby. I didn't see that happen. That's weird. I don't like that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't know why that's Calvin. <laughs> I don't like that. So we talked about the this, this strip club being a daycare. Um, you can't turn off your turtle clock. <laughs> oh, dude, question. Question. How? Mu- okay, do you think the extras uh, who were in the strip club during the filming of the strip scenes, were they paid? Or were they just like, hey, you want to come see Demi Moore actually strip? Oh, they were paid for sure. Oh, dude, I don't know. I think they could be like, look, you, can, you just have to sit there and watch Demi Moore strip, and that's it. I think you would have to have professional people because if it wasn't professionals getting paid, then people would just be like freaking out, going crazy, going too hard. Maybe well, no, they do. Y- y- going too hard, no pun intended. But. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. You're saying that getting paid and getting to see those cannons in person, huh? Yeah, man. If you said, hey, look, you got to just do what we tell you for the scene, but if you, there's going to be several takes, you get to watch her go around and strip, I'll be like, yeah, I'll, oh, I'll, I'll do that for free. Like I'll, I, I, I'll pay you to do that. <laughs> I've I've paid to do that. In yeah, establishments. yeah. I've, 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 I mean, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I don't know what this means. Who would go to a put dance for an hour for two grand? And oh, hold on. I'm this is gonna need some editing. <laughs> Burt Reynolds pays her two grand to dance oh, for an hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
not having sex. Yes, and who would not expect to have sex? Like yeah. that. Okay, that was the note. It was like, <laughs> who's gonna go dance for a guy for two grand and be like, oh, this guy's he's not gonna want me to have sex with him. Yeah, I don't know. I how she thought. Well, and I guess he didn't. By the end, he was okay with it. And then the next night, he's like five grand. I, if I'm spending five grand, I expect to get laid. Yeah, and that. that and then I wrote down the being Rams line. There ain't no picnic, man. I got tendonitis in my right wrist. <laughs> Because yeah. he says, he's, who are you? I'm George Bush. And so then, I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen it. That's not George Bush. I've seen him. Ugh, yeah, we talked about making love to the Lent. That's weird. Tendonitis in the wrist. <laughs> One of my favorite Burt Riddle lines. The touch of your hand sets my pecker on fire. <laughs> Did she say, do you want to see somebody about that or something like uh, she makes a joke right back at him after he says yeah, that. Yeah, sure. that, that's Burt Reynolds is great. You might want to see somebody about that. <laughs> no, I wrote, okay, I just started writing down Burt Reynolds lines. I'm about to mount this here beauty. So yeah, and by the end, it just gets into good Burt Reynolds quotes. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, all right, I'm about to mount this here beauty. What do you do? I'm about to mount this here beauty because that's when his ex, uh, her ex husband, comes in. And he's like, "What's going on here?" And he's like, "I'm about to mount this here beauty." And actually, yeah, I would shout out to the ex husband because the guy the. Right hand man's watching and the ex husband comes up and uh he takes all those fucking wolf uh uh drink or morphines or whatever, so yeah. he's all fucked up. And when he sees the congressman through the windows, that's why I said in the canopsis Burt Reynolds he's or Burt Reynolds is a Bob Barker look like because he's like, Is that the guy from Prices Right? I thought that was really fucking funny. Yeah, he gets way fucked up at the end of this movie. Oh yeah, he's super fucked up. Oh my god. All right, so we do actually have a uh, voicemail that uh, one of our listeners left on our website. We will play it for you, and we will answer the questions. I've just got to pull it up really quickly here. It's from a listener named Kyle. All right, Kyle. Well, might I say, gentlemen, a fine podcast, and a how do you do for Mr. Kyle Presley. Uh, first of all, movie striptease. I think that that place that she strips at it's called the eager beaver which i mean coincidentally is the name of my child's daycare so i'm not <laughs> sure if uh that's real cool or not but also just want to give a shout out that mr rob reed was the first person to ever convince me to sneak into a movie eighth grade matrix 2 game changer uh question that i have while i'm listening to this podcast uh number one when you say run the theme I'm envisioning you reaching over and then yourself pushing a button. So I think that's kind of funny. Can you elaborate if that's the truth? Thank you. <laughs> well, thanks for leaving uh, the voicemail, Kyle. And to answer your question, uh, no, I the theme is definitely inserted in post uh, for a, a bunch of reasons. One being these motherfuckers would talk during the theme. And uh, second being, it's uh, you got You can add some production value to it with a fade in and a fade out, and it just sounds better. So I do put the theme in in post. Uh, and yeah, man, I don't exactly remember sneaking you into the Matrix too. I kind of do, but that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I remember that the uh, Lee Summit uh, East Glen sixteen back in the day used to you know, the movie door. You know, you you I remember you'd exit, and then as soon as someone was exiting, you just go right in. And you, you know, that was that was that's the debauchery we got into at you know age fourteen. Yeah, yeah. The movie theaters in Lee Summit, seventh and eighth grade. That was a big thing to do for sure. The security wasn't exactly Fort Knox. No, dude, and nobody would actually go see the movies. You'd sneak around and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I'd go to several different theaters. Go to Burger King. Go to. Yep. Valero. But yeah, thanks for the voicemail. Yeah, no, we appreciate that. That was that was awesome and very funny. And yes, uh, it is called uh, the Eager Beaver. And if you are actually bringing your kid, well, Aaron did it, but if you're actually bringing your kid to daycare at a place called the Eager Beaver, I, I'm going to call CPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, yeah. Thanks for the voicemail. Keep, uh, keep them coming. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, what time is it? It's time for Tipsy Trivia. <laughs> All right, so it's that time of the podcast where uh, we have five questions that are uh, trivia-based questions from this film. If Keenan gets three of the five correct, he does not have to shotgun a beer, and I do. If he gets less than three, he has to shotgun a beer, but inevitably, we will both end up shotgunning beers. This is Tipsy Trivia Showdown style. Showdown, mano y mano. Round one. Fight. Fight. Finish him. Uh, number one, 
Which actor was not offered the role of Congressman Dilbeck? Was it A, Michael Caine, <laughs> B, Donald Sutherland, C, Gene Hackman, or D, Gary Oldman? Hmm. Who was not offered the role of Congressman Dilbeck? Well, all right, hold on. Michael Caine. What year did The Dark Knight Rises come out? Uh, I don't know. Gary 2000, Oldman. 2010? Was, yeah, so I'm going to say Michael Caine. But I feel like that's uh, throwing me off because he's British, but I'm going to say it makes more sense. I'm going Michael Caine. Uh, it was D, Gary Oldman. He was not offered Fuck. the role. Everyone else was. They turned it down. <laughs> the, 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 uh, Michael Caine would have been a weird dillback. Do you think they would have had him do the British accent or would he have no, done he, an American? No, you can't. Can you be a congressman and be British? I don't, I don't, think, I don't so. think so. So I no, I think that's uh, fuck. All right, Gary Sutherland would have been good. I mean, no one, no one's, no one, none of these people would have been better than Reynolds. None of them. Yeah. But Sutherland would have been interesting. Hackman, I don't see. Yeah, no. I, whenever Gene Hackman tries to get funny, he's not that great at funny. Like no. he's good in the replacements because he's the straight guy. He's not really funny. Yeah, right. At it. He's a serious actor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's what you think, Hackman. Hackman. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to South Park. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You can't stop me, Hackman. Hackman. Uh, over under 13 million. How much was Demi Moore paid for this film? She showed her boobies. That's true. I'm going to say over. Under 12.5 million. God I got damn you. It. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, true or false? Bur- that's after shotgun already. Yeah, you're over two so far. This isn't good. True or false? Burt Reynolds' character is based on a real politician. True. False. It was based upon an amalgamation of several politicians that he knew. That's true. Then that counts as true. It's based on a bunch of politicians. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. All right. Okay. I'll give you. That. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll give you that one. Uh, all right. All right. All right. To make it interesting. Over under. That's some bullshit question. <laughs> Calvin's fucking pissed off for me. Oh, right he's now, rolling. Too. Yeah, man. He's fucking freaking out right now. Uh, unbelievable. Over under seven. How many assistants did Demi Moore have on the set of this film? Uh, she had six and a half. Uh, <laughs> it's a terrible impression of me. <laughs> Over under seven. How many? What kind of fucking question is that? I don't know. There was not a lot to work with. <laughs> she had seven. Over. She had eight. God damn it. All well, right, at least, sorry, at least eight on any on a daily basis. Which, what do you need eight assistants for? I don't know. One boob, two boob, three boob, that's, four. That's pretty diva, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, true, false. The f- Just get one right. <laughs> true, false. The film underwent last... Oh, wait, hold on. I think I already told you, so you should get this... Oh, no, I didn't tell you, so I'm wrong. True, false. The film un- uh, went under last-minute edits due to screening audiences laughing at the wrong parts. It's as easy as you think it is. True? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I wish they said what parts they were laughing at. I guess they edited them out, so never mind. Yeah, no, so they, they, apparently people were laughing at the wrong time, so they're like, oh, shit. So they, they, re, <laughs> they recut the whole film. There was probably times when she's like, I love you, daughter. <laughs> she doesn't love a kid. All right, Rotten Tomatoes over under. God, that was a real poor show show for me on that one. <laughs> no, you know, man, it's, that's tough. Like, there wasn't a lot to work with, so I had to use what, you know, the what i had yeah yeah oh that wasn't me that was not me that mike does. adjacent yeah fuck jason who's mike uh, all right uh so rod tomato over under audience i will set at a 25 percent under 24 all right 24 percent uh critics i will set at a 15 percent over under 12 percent damn <laughs> Give it a 12. <laughs> That's not good. All right, uh, Keenan, what was the IMDb score on this film? 4.3? 4.5. 4. 4.5? 4. 4. Yeah, 4.5. Yeah. All right. I'm trying not to look at that as much like, no, no, intently I mean, now. Well, yeah. that's why I'm just going to – I'm going to. I'm not going to give you an over-under. I'm just going to ask you what it is. That's, okay, that's yeah. I'm going to combat that. Uh, okay, it's time for the Drinking Buddies segment. Drinking Buddies. I really wanted to say Drinking Buddies during that recording, but I held back. I want you to know. Uh, well, thank you. Drinking buddies. Buddies, 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 buddies. Hey, you also cut out the part of clarification, so this will probably get cut out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't six, know. Six pack of boats. Uh, an episode in the... Uh, I did not cut that out. That's in there. Oh, never mind. A hundred percent it's in there. <laughs> Proceed. Uh, yeah. What episode was that on? The last one. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. You six pack of boats. Six pack. All right, all right, all right. I do stuff I while I listen to the definitely podcast. did not cut that out. Why would I cut that out? I don't know. I was listening for it. <laughs> All right, who's your drinking buddy? 
Ooh, drinking buddy. I'm going to say, fuck, I mean, fuck. I wasn't prepared for this question. I should have been more prepared. That's all right. Do it every week. Oh, I'll say Shad. Shad's I'll say good. I'll Rames. Um, I'm weird, uh, weird choice. I'm going to go with Dilbeck. See, Dilbeck was all, I almost said him, but the Vaseline would have been too much hanging out with him. Well, I wouldn't do that. If he's doing it and I'm around, whatever, I'm not going to join him. Yeah. He would probably get you into the best parties and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, He's funny too, you know? Yeah, he was funny. He's a weird fuck, but, uh, (laughs) he's funny. Yeah. Robbie, can you have any of your dryer lint for me? I'm I'm afraid I made love to it. Nah, it's fucking. Crazy. Why are you? Afraid? Should be afraid of that. Okay. Um. Well, once again, thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, please be safe and healthy. Wash your hands. Don't go out unless you absolutely have to. And uh, Keenan, go ahead and uh, take us out. My brain turned to shit. We are the Real Buzz Crew, and we review the best of the worst for you. This concludes our broadcast day. Fuck that one up, too. Oh, thank you.